You are now listening to the Yeshiva League Pass Tip-Off. Please, no, please. Too much. No, actually keep going. Listen, that slow clap was brought to you, Ari, by the fact that we somehow made it through Pesach alive. Not um, easy. Wasn't that hard for me? I just went from Long Island to right across the GWB in uh, in beautiful Teaneck, New Jersey. But you, you, sir, you uh, you took a journey. I went. I went to the uh, the south. I went to uh, the capital of the Jewish world for Pesach, Orlando, Florida. Okay. And by, Pes- and by Pesach, I mean January through December. Right. Exactly. No, but it was uh, it was great. Pesach. Uh, Pesach is a great holiday. You get to eat. Be merry, has four cups of wine. You know, it's kind of like a Tuesday night for you. It's like eight cups of wine if you, uh, right. you know, it's funny you should exactly. say that because I literally had eight cups of grape juice. So funny that that's, uh, yeah, what you chose. All right. But, uh, the hot chocolate. I you mean, that was, drink. yeah, listen, that was the movie. I, you know, I'm, I'm a grape juice, hot chocolate kind of guy. Um, Party animal. Yeah. All right, but let's, they call me. But who, listen, who do we got here tonight? Today? They don't want to hear me and you jibber jab about the grape juice. They want to know. Uh, what's behind the curtain? And uh, if you're looking at the title of this episode and or you've seen the promo, you know that we got YU's biggest man on campus uh, hailing from Los Angeles, California, or somewhere in the vicinity. Uh, we have Ryan Terrell. So we're going to big man. We're going to let you know who made it possible for us to get Ryan Terrell tonight uh, real quick. And then we're going to bring him in. So Ari, let's talk about our sponsors. You know, I got to tell you, Pesach's over. I got to get a bagel. Um, oh my you'll notice I have no food here, which I believe makes most of our audience happy that I will not be eating on air during Correct. this episode. Um, but tomorrow morning, go down there, go to Joel, get yourself a bagel, get yourself a salad, get some sushi. I, I mean, we know that you Danishes, just, muffins. Yeah. The whole, yeah. The like you, I know you walk in and you go, please, let me, let me get a bushel of your finest lettuce or whatever it is you do. But that's between you and uh, I don't know who. Um, but my yeah. system here. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go to gotta get a bagel. Great and place. A special sponsor. Well, by the way, hold on. Wait, one more thing about gotta get a bagel. Sorry, don't forget. If you're looking to cater uh, a simcha, a bris, a wedding, an anniversary, I don't know if you cater anniversaries, but bar mitzvahs, hot mitzvahs. No reason you can't. Yeah, why not? Go get to call. Gotta get a bagel. Now, yes. go ahead, Jay. Yes, yes. Uh, and now it's it's no secret, Gary Mandel. Um, uh, a huge fan of the program, a huge fan of you for some reason that I can't understand, Ari. But uh, he very oh. specifically said that he wanted to sponsor the episodes featuring Brian Terrell and our last episode that aired right before Pesach, episode number Assace, uh, which this is featured the Halpern, Halperts. No, was... not the Halpern, the Halperts. 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 Three of them. Anyway, Gary Mandel, look him up. Additionally, uh, there's this program uh, that runs all year. Uh, I hear it's called the Lion's Den. All right, yes. tell us about it. The Lion's Den is a program for adults, children. Uh, if you're looking to, to train, get yourself in a better uh, frame of, uh, of physical activity, and you want if to, you uh, want to fill out a light blue sweater like Ari Wickes. Although it's gray, it's call gray. Ar- call Ari Wickes. Yes, check it out. Lions Den, you can call us and uh, we will help you achieve your goals. And finally, at the end of the summer, uh, if you're looking for a way to get rid of your kids because seven and a half weeks wasn't enough, then you need Is to call the Ballers Basketball weeks? Academy. Ballers Basketball Academy, August 23rd through 26th at 
the Hafter gymnasiums on Frost Avenue in uh, the high school, the middle school, uh-huh. all gyms will be mm-hmm. available. It's going to be uh, a great camp uh, Sunday through Wednesday, I believe. And it's, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Monday through Wednesday, August 23rd, 26th. NBA players, non-NBA players, people who want to be in the NBA, come. They're going to be leagues. It's going to be a heck of a time. Come check it out. Ballers Basketball Academy. That's Call it. us at 917-837-8643, and I may pick up. You know, it's okay. funny. Uh, Zoom just had a little error, and it almost seemed like I did it on purpose, but that was really just the Zoom thing. All right, we're going to shut our yappers, and uh, we're going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Ryan Terrell, welcome to the program. Perfect. All right, he's here. Oh, he's here. He's here, here? Yeah. Excellent. Ryan Terrell, welcome to the program. It is great to have you. Uh, turns out Zoom works uh, coast to coast, so it works. I mean, yes, well, we, I, I guess we knew that already, right, Ar? Yeah, we've been in Israel. We've been in California already. You know, we, we're, we're worldwide, you know? That's who, that's who we are. That's how we do it. Now, now before we get into it, and we asked you this off air, I mean, we, we need to address the elephant in the room or the Goldilocks in the room. Uh, that picture behind you is, is not you. It is not me, no. As much as it looks like me because I grew out the hair, um, no, that is my older sister, Austin. Um, you know, a lot of people say we look exactly alike. That so. would be accurate. Even at yes. a young age. Yeah, but Ryan, she's she doesn't look like she's older. She looks a little younger than you. Oh, yeah, there she is younger. Oh, okay. There she is younger. <laughs> um, right now, she looks, she's a bit older than that. But, uh, yes, she's, Ari, she's got not, my back. Ari, I don't know nice. if you know this, but when you take a picture, it freezes in time. It doesn't oh, grow okay. with I just, you. You know, listen, our audience, not the sharpest tools in the shed. So we're just going to make sure that they understand that this is an older picture of uh, Austin was her name. Austin, yes. Austin Terrell. All right. Well, listen, Ryan, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. We know uh, NBC, ESPN, you know, you've had a lot of interviews. You fit us in. So we, uh, we appreciate you uh, coming on the show. And, you know, when, we've, when we started this show, you know, you were obviously, um, this podcast, you were obviously someone that we wanted to bring on when we think about, you know, Jews and sports and uh, really transcending the game. That was the name Ryan Terrell was obviously one of the biggest names he wanted to get. And we're, yeah, and that's why we, Ari waited seven weeks to call you. Yeah, well, we had we had to build up the audience. You know, we started with Coach Steinmetz when we weren't sure if it was gonna our show was gonna make it or not. And then once we saw that even he got some hits, we figured, you yeah, know, like what? listen, if this, <laughs> if this ship is gonna sink, let's just take Elliot with us. Right, exactly. I, I like that. So, so uh, Elliot did good. So he did did good for us. So we uh we we're keeping the show going. But yeah, thank you for joining us. And you know, we're just gonna get right into your story. Obviously. You've been uh, playing basketball your, your whole life. Uh, tell us about, you know, when you really started playing. Obviously, I'm sure when you were young is, is when it started. But when did you realize that, you know, this game of basketball could be something that, you know, could be high school, college, and, and beyond? You know, when, when did that uh, occur to you? Um, realizing it that it can be, you know, that I can, you know, make it special and, and you know, be, be great at it. It was probably in the, the seventh or eighth grade. Um, you know, growing up, I wasn't the tallest or strongest or fastest, but I always loved the game. Um, and, you know, I would, I, I started playing in, in first grade in organized leagues and, you know, made my way up from there, but I was never the best player on the team. Um, not till, not till eighth grade or so. Um, you know, and I, I grew up shorter. My brother was always tall. My brother, you know, was six foot as, at his bar mitzvah. I was, you know, five, three. 
Um, so that's, that's why I became a guard, but, um, I just, it just came, you know, I, I never like, I never had like a specific moment, but as, as time got on, I guess eighth grade is when I thought like, wow, I can, I think I can be really good at this game. How right. tall were well, you in eighth grade? Eighth grade. <sighs> so long ago. Um, yeah. So many inches ago also, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, what do you, like, what do you right now? Right now you're listed at six, seven. I'm listed at six, seven. Yes. Um, I was, I was about five, six, maybe five, 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 six in eighth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were, you were and your right. brother, so your brother was obviously, I, I would imagine, a, a big, uh, a big role model for you is growing up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We would play out in the front yard with uh, my brother and his friends, and my dad would come out and play. Uh, and you know, we we would have intense games on the driveway. Uh, Ari, you notice that in LA they played in the front yard. Right, you know, right. It's not exactly. like the East Coast where we play in the backyard. Right. We talk. We talked about with the Halperts. We, we're not used to front car, front court baskets. Right. You know? Yeah, that's where you put the car. Yeah, no, yeah, we we played in the front yard and, and games would get intense and we were always competitive as heck and, you know, getting getting into arguments, but uh, it made us better. Now, how much older is your brother than you are? He is four years older than me. Oh, wow. And he, right, so he played at YU as well, didn't he? I'm on a, I, sorry, my mom's here. Oh, listen, your mom could come in and interrupt at any point, okay? Let's just tell her uh, NBC. Now, we were going to say this for later, but we hear your mom's one of your biggest fans. Is that is she that is, accurate? That is very accurate. She's been telling me since, you know, before I can dribble that uh, I'm going to be special in this, in this game. And she's always been the biggest fan of mine and always been super supportive, came to every single one of my games since I was little. And, you know, she's... And that she, includes, she lets, that includes she lets the YU games, right? There. She, that I'll say it again. That includes the YU games. That includes the YU games, and she she lets me and everybody else know she's there, uh, leading leading the chant. She's the number one cheerleader at YU. Was your mom a hooper growing up? She was not. Uh, she was not at all. Um, she she claims to be an athlete. I've yet to see that, but um, or hear any stories or have any evidence or nothing. None. I, I have no evidence of that. She, she, I mean, she was, she was, she was a, uh, she worked out. Um, you know, she was actually part of the, the Jane Fonda workout videos. Get out of here. Uh, so there, that's where she gets her energy from. There you go. So that's where she gets her energy from. Uh, <laughs> you know, so she, she would, she would be in those videos. So I guess that's where her that's athletic cool. background is. Right. What about, what about your dad? Is he, uh, is he play ball? Oh uh, yeah. My dad's a hooper. Uh, he, he, when he played the division one basketball at UC Santa Barbara, um, he's oh, wow. in the team at, at Beverly Hills high for basketball and baseball. Um, he, yeah, he's, he's definitely an athlete and, you know, can, can just about play golf, uh, to this day, he can only play golf right now. So, uh, he's competitive in that right now. <laughs> right. So that, that's probably where you get a lot of your competitive spirit and drive, even from your mother, even though she, if she's not an yeah. athlete, obviously, you know, she, I'm sure everything she does, she does to the fullest. So, yes. so you're growing up middle school, you know, you're, you're playing ball and, you know, then you, you're, as you said, seven to eighth grade is really when you, you felt, you know, when you're playing on the court, you know, you may be a little better than your peers or you could do things that just came naturally to you. Then in high school, I know you, were you in Valley Torah your entire high school? I was in Valley Torah since freshman year. Yes. My right. entire high school. So we, yeah. we, we, we've had coach Ryan Coleman in and he, you know, we had a great interview with him and he, I mean, talked the world about you and he never even coached you, but he did. He did you know, actually. Oh, he, he did coach you. 
Ryan Coleman, I don't know if he remembers, but I used to game time. The game timers was my first AAU program that I played for. And uh, who Colin Jamerson, former coach of Shaw Havet, um, was the head coach. And, and Ryan Coleman was the strength and conditioning coach, but he also coached games. He was also an assistant coach. So he actually did coach me uh, back in the day. Wow. So I'm, I think we're, I don't know if he mentioned that he just, you know, he kept mentioning when we talked about, you know, the you LA know, scene in the basketball, he, he just kept saying, you know, um, I had a winning record against Ryan. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, he did mention that about two or three times. I believe yes. he said five and I one. Watched the show. It's very, it's true. Can't say anything about it. Right. Okay. All right. So he has that, but so you're Valley Torah in, and I remember you in, uh, remember you you know it's not uh not that long ago but in high school you know here we are in the east coast in, in the shiva league you know we covered that a lot and we watch a lot of games we kept hearing about you know there's this kid in california i actually remember elliot coach diamond's telling me about it once he said we have this kid ryan terrell he goes you have never seen a kid like this and he showed me a video of you dunking i think it was that cooper tournament or something layup lines like doing 360s and i'm just like no no, no show me the cooper tournament like the jewish basketball tournament and he's like no yeah. <laughs> and and this was this was my first uh, time I got to see you you know at 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 a, a play play the game and you know when did your athletic ability you know obviously that's something some of it, some of it is just natural right you have that ability but you know when did you start realizing wow I can jump high I can dunk and you know really you know to that level so you know I I was able to dunk a little bit as a as a freshman I grew up to, to about six, three from, you know, five, six, five, seven. So I went through this, this growth spread. I always, it was funny when I was growing up, I always had big feet. I always, I, I have size 13 shoe. I had size 13 shoe when I was five, one, you know, I just looked like, yeah, I was just walking around with clown feet everywhere. Um, you know, but, um, you know, I didn't start, you know, I, I started plyometric training, uh, going into my junior year of high school. Um, you know, I was dunking, you know, but then I went from like dunking to, you know, doing cool stuff in the air. Um, and, and by the way, by the way, Ryan, sorry to interrupt, but Jew Jewish dunking is, is just, you know, if you hit the rim and throw it down, that's, that's cool dunking. Just so you know. Okay. Right. Most of our right. audience you're like, is, throw, but... you're to throw it and then grab the rim. Like, right. too. <laughs> Listen, these Jewish kids are, are evolving. I, I watched, yes. uh, uh, I, a high school game, uh, or I saw a play from a high school game where where Shaw have one of Shaw have its games, where Zeb Reamer threw like a no look pass in between two guys, and this kid Popsky jumped up and smashed it, and it was I was pretty pretty impressed. Right, it's true. The game is evolving. And by the way, that that's something uh, you know you're kind of at the forefront of that. I mean, this is you know the, you're showing kids that they have the ability to, and we'll get about get on your pro aspirations and why you seasons and everything. But you know. Kid, you, you must feel that when you walk into gyms now. I mean, you must feel like you have some eyes on you, right? People are, are watching you. They're looking at you and looking up to you. So how, how do you deal with that, which is, you know, something, you know, you just have it thrust upon yourself and you have to deal with that. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's a blessing. You know, I just thank God for, you know, everything that he's done for me. And, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a dream come true. I've always – I, I – you know, wanted to, to set an example for, you know, younger, the, the younger Jewish community that, you know, they don't have to settle because, you know, they have a yarmulke on their head. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted them to push and pursue their dreams. And, you know, if, if I helped any kid and then it's a, just a dream come true.
Right. Well, is that, is that also like, you know, obviously, you know, it's been documented. You've had, I think, 18, 19, the numbers around there of Division One scholarship offers to come and play ball. So obviously when, when you have that opportunity in front of you, that's, that, that's a pretty big thing to turn down. And you decided yeah. to, to go to Yeshiva University. And, and I think you made the right decision as, as you know, the, the program has just blown up. But how did that go? And like, who are your offers, some of your bigger offers from? And, and, and how did you weigh that with the family and your, that decision? Right. So actually, I'm going to tell you something that uh, not a lot of people know. They will now. Uh, but maybe Steinmetz knows or maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I actually verbally committed to West Point. My junior year in high school, my ad, by the end of my junior year of high school, I verbally committed and I told them I was coming. And, you know, when I sat back and, and, and after like a week or so, I sat back and really thought about my decision, you know, and I was worried. I was worried that Judaism, you know, might be sacrificed a little bit if I, if I go there, but I wasn't 100% sure because they said, listen, like, we'll help you out and we'll get you kosher food and you'll, have, you'll be able to sit out games you need to sit out and practice you need to sit out for. So, you know, that, that kind of sold me on it. But then, you know, we called the, the, ra the, the rabbi of the Chabad there. Uh, Always a Chabad around town. Right, <laughs> exactly. We called them anonymously. And, you know, we, we called them it's just to see, you know, we wanted to see if it was, if, if it was true. Um, and we, he, we called him and he said, listen, if your kid's an Orthodox Jew, you know, this may not be the right place for him. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, it's, there's not a lot of Jewish life. There's not a lot of, you know, stuff that, that you'll be able to sit out for. And it's tough to get kosher food there and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I sat back and I'm, and I said to my dad, I said, listen, like I've gone to Jewish schools my whole life. I've kept Shabbos my whole life. I've kept kosher my whole life. Judaism is me, you know, it's a part of my life. It's a part of me. Why throw it away just to say, Hey, I played division one basketball, you know, why throw all that away? A very mature decision from a 17 year old. Right. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it was a very difficult uh, decision, and it was a it was a tough conversation that I've had to have with that 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 co that school. But um, you know, then you know I I you know with YU success um, and Elliot, you know, recruiting Elliot recruited me since I was a freshman in high school. He's he, he was on top of me since then. He saw those big feet, no matter how tall you were. Yeah, exactly. He saw those big feet, I guess. Um, but he's been on top of me and he's been persistent and he, he's done a heck of a job. You know, he just did a heck of a job recruiting me and recruiting the guys he got, you know, he got a lot of guys and he's a hell of a recruiter and he, he just did just that. But, um, you know, he There's no regrets had, in the decision to go. No to regrets. No, and no. was that, was that it after the West point situation, you didn't look at any of the other D one offers. It was West point. No. And then why you? Yes. Correct. Uh, I, I, yeah, if it was, if it wasn't West Point, it was YU. Um, and it wasn't West Point. And so, you know, Elliot. Plus you would have had to shoot guns and go to basic training. Yeah, exactly. Like, who, wants to, who, wants to, who wants to like, right. I mean, the barbed wire fences. Yeah. Eh, it's not correct. Fun. You know, Elliot's practices at 6am are probably pretty hard, but training for the army, you know, yeah, that climbing could be walls. I, who wants no. to do all that? <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah. That would, that would be tough. Uh, that'd definitely be tough. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and he he sold he sold a pitch that you know, listen, you can you can go to a Division One school 
and you can you can you know be another guy or 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 you can come here and and be do something and do something special and, and win a national championship with Gabe Life or Simcha Halpert and Donnie and you know we didn't know who OFEC was yet but um you know guys like that and you know I was I was sold and um you know haven't looked back. Right. Well let, let me ask a question. So so you had you had that big decision, right? You had a division one, you said no, I'm going to YU. So did that change your dreams at all? Were you still thinking, like, you know, I know professional basketball, Israel, Europe, NBA. I know, you know, obviously your dreams are as high as as high as you know you can dream. So going to a division three school, did that change like the trajectory of where you thought you could end up? Or did you just said, you know what, I'm betting on myself. I've I've been put in a position my whole life to to train and, and succeed and I'm going to better myself to get to that level? Or did you be like, you know what, let's just, let's just see what happens. Did, did your dreams you know, and aspirations change at all? Listen, I, when, when I was going through that pro- thought process, it was, you know, I always wanted to play professionally overseas for, for like in Israel. That's always been a dream of mine. Um, but my thought pa- process going into that was, you know, t- if you perform and if you win, they'll find you. You know, and it doesn't matter where you're at, where you're at, if you do what you need to do and if your team succeeds, they will find you. And I, me personally, I wanted to set that, that, that pathway, that road for the next kid who does get D1 offers and for the next kid who is, you know, uh, a, a guy who can, who is supposedly better than division three basketball. And I wanted to set a pathway to success for those kids having that same conversation with their dad or mom, you know, and, or families, you know, uh, you know, who, who want to keep Shabbos and, and keep kosher and keep Judaism a part of their life. I want to set that, that pathway to success that you can come to Yeshiva and, and still observe and still be an Orthodox Jew while you're still playing basketball at a high level. Right. I mean, you, you must have even, you've must have come up with that in the AAU circuit. Cause I would imagine most of those tournaments are on Shabbos and on yes, Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So, so you had to you had to deal with that, and you know, you know, you were you were like, this is who I assume this is who I am, and if, if you want me to be in your team, there's going to be some some games I may not be able to play, or you know, other ways you have to navigate through that. But was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of ways that we had to navigate. I mean, we would we would actually we would stay at uh, hotels right by the gym and and walk there, you know, with with a dot with a, a cooler of food. You know that that we can make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before games, and all my no, age, no, no challenge, no challenge in that cooler. No man, we couldn't heat <laughs> it up. But uh, my AAU teammates were like, "Yo, yo, what do you? Why do you bring a care package to every game? You know, what are you, what are you doing here?" Like, um, but by the way, they probably watch Ryan play, and they're like, "You know what, mom, dad, can you get me that care package that Ryan's eating? It seems to be working yo, for him." I need to be eating peanut butter and jelly before the games. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's it's, very, it's, are, are you um are you friendly with Jacob Steinmetz at all? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Because yeah, he's, he's, you know, he essentially went through the same type of, of process, you know, coming up for a different sport, but the same, you know, same sort of thing, walking to games and, and dealing, you know, dealing with that. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, that kid's a different talent. That kid's special. You know, he's he's going to go to, he's, he's going to MLB and he's going to get paid a lot of money to do it. Um <laughs> Well, he's just doing it for the love of the game, like yourself. Any paycheck is just great. He's doing it for the love of the game, but, you know. Let let me ask a question. 
in in the AAU circuit, who were I mean, obviously, I know what what AAU team did you play with? Was it like do you have a main team that I you were played? With? I played for uh, West Coast Elite. It's called West Coast Elite now. It used to be called Earl Watson Elite. Um, but yeah, I, I played for them. Who were some um, of the best players that you played with in the AAU uh, circuit? So I played with Nico Mannion, Josh Green, Cassius Stanley, Johnny Juzang. Um, all NBA or about to be NBA players. Yeah. I covered, uh, so Ari, I covered all those guys for Slam Magazine. They played in all of our uh, uh, Slam showdowns that we did. Right. right yeah, uh, no, those are top level. Yeah, and how, did, against- how did you fare against them? You know, I mean, obviously they're, they're a, a crazy, crazy caliber athlete. And, you right. Know- Listen, I, I, I thought I was doing well and I thought I did well. Um, but, um, you know, they, they were, they were something special. They were a different talent. They were, you could tell that they were going to the, the league from day one. You know, I, I was playing with Nico Manny. I, I got to say, you know, he would find me places where I didn't think I was open. And right. he, me, he would pass me over. It, we call it passing open. When, when you make a pass to a guy who's not open yet, right? But because you threw the pass, it got him open. He would pass right. me. And it was just, it was just ridiculous to play. So he, he's, he saw like three steps ahead of the play. He, he's, exactly. and this he is for everyone. He's playing on the golden state warriors. Now I think he's backing up some guy named Stefan Curry yeah, or something. Yeah. He was, he was playing chess. Everybody else was playing checkers. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was just, and then Cassius Stanley was, you know, just a freak athlete. I mean, I was, I was in the help side one play during practice and he went baseline and I jumped I jump up, you know, I, I get a good stride in and I jump up to, to try to block him. And he jumps up from way outside the key, way outside the key. And I'm going up, I'm going up. I start going down and he's still going up and I just get out of the way. And he, <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be in a poster right now. And by the way, yeah, no, this is someone who, who was just, he was a runner up for the NBA slam dunk championship. They just had a, like a month ago. I, he, he would jump up and look inside the rim. Like it was, <laughs> It was it was like he was on a trampoline, just running around. Right. So wow, the the caliber of players you're playing. So let let's talk about to to Valley Tora very for your high school. And you know, I remember you in that Cooper tournament. You had you had a pretty, I mean, pretty good, an amazing team. I don't think you were even the tallest guy in that team. You had the the uh, the the brothers, right, who were a part of that team. Israeli Towers. Um, we uh, they um, yeah they were. I was as tall as one of them. Uh, Nadav was on YU now. Um, but uh, the other one was a little bit taller, who's who turned out to be six nine now, which is good. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we had a great team. We had a very talented team. And Ariellas tells you is you need to raise kids on the West Coast. That's that's yeah, all I'm seriously. that's all I'm hearing here. What are the care the care packages that they're feeding them in the West Coast? I mean, you can't be less than it's, six three. You know, I think the smog makes you grow. That's what it is. The peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Right. Uh, exactly. So so, whew, that's just that's amazing. Some of the players you played against, and you know. You know, and then then you get to YU, and, and and obviously people forget, tend to forget, just because you're a great player, that also means you have great expectations, right? You come you come into this program, and YU, as, as Elliot has told us, and the Halperts, you know, they've already been playing well. They've elevated their game, and people all of a sudden are, are taking a little interest. You know, they're like, "Wow, this YU game, let's check it out. It's a fun, it's a fun night. Let's go see what's going on." And then you come in to the school, and and I know you you bypass your your gap year in Israel to get right into the the thick of it. You know. How did it come? How did your teammates accept you as you coming in and you know being a freshman 
which is, uh, you know, the, the new man on campus, even though you're the big man on campus, how did they take you in? And were there any specific players who took you under their wing, and, you know, really taught you about Yeshiva basketball? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Donnie Katz, you know, he was, he was the guy who really took me in and, and was, you know, just a great senior or great captain. Sorry, he wasn't a senior yet, but just a, a great captain and, and showed me the ropes and showed me the offense and was with me the whole way through. And, you know, Simcha Halpert, you know, he was, he, you know, he was there for me and, and all, and, and Gabe Leifer, obviously, and they, they, they all welcomed me in with open arms and, you know, we, we took off from there. Um, you know, I, I personally knew it was going to take a year for us to, to gel as a, as a unit, which is why I took my year off of Israel. I wanted the opportunity to play with Simcha and Donnie and Gabe for two years. And I, I thought we could be special uh, that second. I thought we were going to be really good that first year, but I thought we were going to be special the second year. Well, it turns um, out you were right. Um, you guys were pretty far. <laughs> right, the only the one who beat you was Corona. Yeah, so I, from, from your perspective, and obviously we've, we've talked about this with your coach, we've talked about this with Simcha, who's now kind of moved on and, and playing, you know, professionally in Israel. You know, what was it like for you losing the tournament last year? Um, you know, how did, how did that kind of hit? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking. You know, you, you got, you know, 16 other teams in the tournament, you know, all saying, you know, that's our year. You know, we would have won it all, you know, and we're one of those teams and I thought we would have won it all, but um, you know, it's, it's just like, you don't get the, the bitterness of defeat. You don't get the sweetness of victory. It was just like a story that just didn't have an ending. It was a storybook that just blank pages uh, and no one really knows what would have happened. It was just heartbreaking. I felt horrible for all the seniors that year who, you know, you know, gave their, all their time and effort and, you know, put it all in and, and, you know, to not have a, a team beat you or not win it all, not have the opportunity to do that. It is just, it was just horrible. You, you know, know course, that, yeah. And yeah. things are of course getting back to normal now. I mean, we saw last night, uh, they played the division one college uh, national championship game. Um, but for you guys, it was a little bit, a little bit bittersweet this year. Cause here goes another year of eligibility for you. And essentially I think you guys played eight official games. Is that, was that it? Was uh, we played seven games, but seven. everybody, everybody who played this year gets an extra year of eligibility technically. So I can come back for two, two more years technically. Is that uh, is that part of the plan? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if it's part of the plan, but we'll, we'll see. Let's see how good. Yeah, uh, he has that in his back pocket. If, right. if this, if this, this initial thing called NBA or, you know, Israel league doesn't, uh, doesn't come calling. You always can play that so, another year. So what so, about, what about, ne what about next year? We got, Next year's on tap. We're staying at YU or uh, still up in the air? Yeah, I'm at YU next year. Um, you know, I'm just – our goal is to win a national championship. And, you know, we, we've been dying to do it, and we've, we've got a team built for it. And uh, we really want to do it. And it, we want to win a national championship for the Jewish people and for YU and New York and Israel and everybody, you know, who's, who's been a fan and supporting us. So, um, yes. Does that include, are you, so you must have to turn recruiter now because now you got to recruit Gabe Leifert to say, you know, hold off on that big six law firm or the accounting firm, whatever job offers. Are we going to get him back for one more year? I'm, I'm hoping so. I've been texting him uh, a lot. Uh, and I actually talked to him earlier today about it. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get him back. And uh, I hope, I think he's going to, I hope he comes and we definitely need him and would love to have him back. So I'm definitely asking him to exercise his uh, eligibility rules. He's just going to have to find some classes to take. 
We'll find we'll find him classes. He'll That's find a Gamara Shear or something. He's a yeah, good boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gamara Shear, we're good. We're good to go. Um, but yeah, we definitely, you know, want him back. And um, yeah. Well, it's really so cool to hear you say and to and you know to have those goals and to say, hey, you know, we want to win a championship for, for the Jewish people. And I know it was hard. You know, we spoke to Simcha. You could tell it was it was hard. I mean, given his age and just where he was in his uh, career trajectory to, you know, that's it. That's, you know, you right. find out on a bus, there's no game and that's the end of your career or your college career rather. And, and it just kind of ends there. And it's, it's, it's really cool. I think you're in sort of the perfect, you're in the perfect year to kind of have this opportunity to have the right number of years ahead of you. And um, obviously you guys played great this year. You know, we followed what you guys did. And um, I think next year, next year will be very, a very interesting year for you guys. Yeah, the, the eyes will be upon you, that's for sure. But you, you mentioned uh, Ofek Reef, who, uh, who I've heard is a, a good friend of yours. So yes. is he one of the best athletes, Jewish athletes? And, we're, and I forget oh, yeah. Cash, Rabbi Cassius Stanley. Yeah. You know, that you've played with? Because I, I hear he's only like 6'1". He's doing dunking and doing things as well. So yes. what kind of athlete is Ofek? If he's 6'1". He says he's 6'1". I don't, I don't buy it, but he's a freak athlete. I mean, this kid is, you know... We'll call it six one, um, but uh, he like two 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 oh five two ten, and he's above the rim. You know, he flies, and you know he's he he he's just a freak athlete. You know, if he he can play another sport and dominate. Did you ever uh, play him in high school? Did you ever compete? I didn't. Him I didn't play him in high school. I, uh, that would have been a really fun showdown. I don't think his team would have had a chance against ours. But having said that, I thought I, that would have been pretty cool to play against him in high school. Right. So he, he's, he's a year, a year behind you. Is he, he is a year behind me? Correct. Right. Okay. So, so you, you got it. As you mentioned, you got a lot of firepower coming back. So, you know, obviously we were hoping for the best and next year should God willing be a normal season where you, uh, you know, you, you play and you practice like any other season and you have those chance to, to play in the tournament. So as far as um, Yeshiva League, so I know at, in Valley Torah, you, you played in the, uh, the Cooper tournament, you played in, uh, you probably played in the Glauberman tournament. Yep. And you played as well in Sarachek because I know Coach Coleman told us that was the game you guys lost in the championship. Yes. Yeah, so we won Globalman and we won Memphis, but then we lost in the championship in overtime to Shulhabet. Right. So, so Jack Muller had, you know, an exceptional game. Right. It was, uh, I'm sure, uh, one of those losses you'll remember, but obviously an unbelievable season to win those other two tournaments. So as far as the... The best yeshiva league player. Now, when we say yeshiva league, we mean the yeshiva, you know, the Frishes, the MTAs, you know, not the California teams. Who yeah. would give me give me three players, three best players you played against, and you obviously competed against them through all those tournaments. Uh, Mag and David, you know, any of those schools uh, okay. that you would that you would say. No, it's a, Judah Oppenheimer has to be there. Uh, he knocked me and Max Leibowitz, my my running mate, out my junior year, and uh, he was just killer man he just killed us you know he hit like three step back threes late in the fourth quarter and you know cut our cut our dreams that year uh down and he was just you know no matter what he made it to sunday on sarachak every year <laughs> didn't matter who was with him he just got he got to sunday he won those playing games and he, he made it to the, the the jewish final four i guess um but he he was a, a sensational player um you know another guy that was you know you got you got to go with Gabe obviously you yeah know. but we're we're gonna push Gabe aside because he's everyone's easy yeah, yeah um Warren Batesh I didn't play against him but watching him play and you know he lit up Eula I believe my my 
my senior year of high school, I, it was the first time I saw him and he played against you and he was hit like eight threes in the first half. And he was ridiculous in the, in the three point contest, he hit like 33 threes. You know, he's actually my workout buddy at YU. He's on the team now. And, you know, I, I hit a bunch of threes in a row and then I started talking smack. This guy goes off and hits 45 threes in a row and uh, shuts me up. So well, this, no, then Ryan, just, then you just do a 360 dunk. And then exactly, I, I exactly. getting close to that. No, I, just, I just walked up and I touched the rim and I said, <laughs> Hey, you do that now. Um, but yeah, he's a sensational, you know, he's an extremely hard worker and you know he's one of if not the best shooter i've ever seen all right now you got to give us you got to give us a guy who's not a yu teammate okay Ooh. okay we're gonna yeah because uh or i know Judah's a teammate orange a teammate and gabe obviously so now now we're gonna i'm gonna make it even harder for you it's gonna be someone who you who you can't be nice to you know who, okay. who you gotta just I already, got one out. I already got one in mind okay. it's actually uh, mo proctor or or uh, moshe chaim now um, he was, I, I remember playing him my junior year after we were knocked out, but we played them on Sunday and he was ABC, really, right? ABC. Yes. Uh, he was a bucket. He was really good. Uh, he had an unreal post game and his turnaround face, his face up game was unbelievable. He could definitely play for, or he could definitely play for YU. Um, he was, he was really good. All right, so so those those are three. We got some good names there as far as uh, yeshiva league players. So now there's been a lot of talk, and you know I know there's articles and everything about you know saying you know the story of YU basketball with the thirty what is it thirty six in a row? Elliot always kills me when I get it wrong. Thirty six. Thirty six in a row. You actually got okay. it right. Okay, good. Thirty six in a row. Gonzaga almost tied it last night. Oh, okay. So you obviously uh, rooting for Baylor last night. I actually was was hoping they did. We'd get crazy. Hopefully, we'd get PR like, "Oh, Gonzaga tied Yeshiva." That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> or I guess we have to play that back, Ryan. So let, let, now that the uh, the notoriety of the uh, the Yeshiva League University, uh, the, the school that you have thirty six wins in a row, and, and the, the lights are shining bright upon you and your story, we, we've also heard about the the aspirations of the NBA are now something that you know it could come to fruition. That you have some scouts looking at you know you know some film and some different things. You know, has has this obviously something you've heard about? Has this all of a sudden changed your dreams, or is it like I'm still focused on being the best player I can, and whatever happens in the future does? Or do you feel like, wow, this this is you know getting bigger than I could have ever imagined? No, I mean, you know, I, I definitely got to stay focused and you know stay stay poised for that ultimate goal. But you know, to hear my name, like to, to hear that they they noticed is is just an unbelievable feeling and, and, and a dream come true. And it's completely humbling. I didn't expect it. But, you know, to have that happen was was amazing. And, you know, it just just makes me hungrier and want makes me want to, you know, put in more work and, and work extra hard to try to get there. It's a long way to go. Uh, I know that. And I and hopefully I'll be able to put in the work to do that. Um, but right. you're, you're, you're not ready to declare on air that you're, that you're putting your name in the NBA uh, draft just yet. No. Right. Okay. No. I just wanted yeah. to know if we had that breaking news, you will come to us. Yes. No, for okay. sure. I'm coming to you guys first. <laughs> All right. Good. Um, I just wanted to know that, but, but tell I, us. I'm yeah, keeping I'm my balance at Yeshiva University. <laughs> Right. But how does that seriously, how does that change, you know, how does that change the plan? I mean, A, was that ever the plan? And now, now that you hear your name being thrown around, you got scouts looking at you. I mean, does it, does it change uh, what you're doing or is it still, no, nah, this is it. This, I work out three times, uh, whatever. And, uh, you know, same, same, same guy, same plan. 
Yeah, no, it's the same, same, same plan. Just, just keep with uh, the training. I work out with this guy named Dash, who um, he trains a bunch of NBA guys. And you know, he's serious if he's just known as Dash. It's like Snoop, you yeah. know. Okay, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but he trains a bunch of NBA guys and high major guys, and he would have me work out and play against them over the last summer. And you know, so I and and it got me a lot better and a lot more prepared. So you know, hopefully. I can, I, I just trained with him today. So I just got to keep training with him and working hard and, and getting bigger and more athletic and just keep working on my game. Are you well, done growing vertically? Uh, my mom is convinced I have a couple more inches in me, but I, I don't believe it. Um, but well, you never know. I can, I'll, I'll pray for it, but uh, <laughs> there you go. You have a lot of things you can pray for height, you know, a little fewer inches, you know, Jay wishes he was five, nine. So that's, you know, I'm everyone five, has, has their Ari doesn't believe anybody's five, 10. I'm no. five, Ryan, 10. Ryan, get I happen to agree with you. I Thank happen you. to agree with you. Five, Agreed 10 existed. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to have no, to at some point. I'm going to have to go get like the measuring tape and just hold it up. And we're just going to put this to bed. Right. Listen, so the, you got to grow your hair out if you want those extra inches. Yeah, you yeah. Want to- 20 years ago, maybe either of us could have done that. But uh, I could, yeah. I, you know, here, I got, I got an, yeah, the, I got like, Ryan, I got the guy who wears a hat all the time. Injury. Okay. I'm good. All right. You got a little, but here, let me ask you a question. What, what is a typical off season, off season, uh, pro day for, for Ryan Terrell? Like how, you know, this is something for the kids listening, you know, yeah. obviously you're, you're a little different, but what are you doing in the off season? Like how, what is, what does the day start to finish for you? Um, obviously filling in Dominic in the morning. I mean, I understand filling Dominic and then I, I, uh, work out with, uh, my trainer named my, my weight slash, you know, athletic trainer named Darrell. Uh, he, uh, he's gotten me to, you know, a, a point physically that, you know, I couldn't have gotten there without him. And so I, I, I work out with him in the morning. Then I would go, Oh, first I would, I would work out with dash in the mornings. Um, and then I would go to Darrell. And I'd go back to dash later in the day. And then after that, I would just play pickup, you know, for as long as I can. You know, and I where are these pickup games? These aren't just the generic park. I'm sure you're going to a high roller, high roller pickup game. Yeah. I mean, so Meta, Meta World Peace actually started this app um, in California right now. Hopefully it blows up. But, um, you know, it's, it's actually a pickup ball app. And um, you, we would have like D1 guys and 5'10 and, and taller. Five ten and taller. There's a requirement. I'm sorry if you're uh, not that. I'm, I'm five ten. No. I'm in. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're fine. I'm in. <laughs> um, no, but wait. Uh, the guys get ranked on the app. Like, do you have like a rating in there? How does it work? It's no, but they'll, 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 so they'll have like a, a invite only thing for for the guys who can hoop, and then they'll have like an open thing, like open runs, and then it'll be like private run run. You know. Hold on, I'm checking my phone. No, I haven't been invited yet. Okay. So yeah, you got you get invited, and then. And then you go out and you play and it's, it's an organized pickup game kind of, and it, we, you, you play for hours and it was just awesome. How long have you been doing like these types of workouts, working with a trainer? I mean, you're working with two trainers now and then play. How, how long have you been doing this at, at that type of uh, pace and intensity? So I've been with dash since my sophomore year of high school. Um, you know, he's, he's, you know, I helped me get a lot better and I, I've been with him since then so I've been training with him for a long time and he's, you know, always believed in me and always pushed me to, to my limits. Um, so, so I've been training with him since sophomore year. I, I'm, he actually recommended me Darrell two years ago, two summers ago. And, you know, the jump, I was 
you know, 165, 170. And I came back at, came back to, I was like 165, came back to school at 180. uh, In one summer? Correct. That's a lot of care packages you're eating. That's that's hard work. Yeah. PB and J. Exactly. A lot of PB and J. And then the (laughs) next year I I worked out with Darrell and he got me from like 182 to uh, like 195 to 200. And uh, so he, he's been awesome. And hopefully we can gain gain another 10, 15 pounds. Um, So you want to, you want to be six, seven, two twenty ish. Is that like the goal? I mean, the height is what it is, but the goal of the weight is about two twenty. A lean 210, 215. If that's possible, I don't know if it's possible, but you know, I think that would be the ideal weight. You know, people are players are so much bigger now and heavier now that you know you got to do it in order to just stay healthy. Right. So by the way, so it sounds like Dash will be in the green room when if you're invited for the top 20 picks of the NBA draft of 2023, he'll he'll be in the green room with you. If if that happens, you know, (laughs) we'll be in the green room. Okay, just want to know. Shout out to Dash. So, no, yeah. so that's so. So this is hard work. Have you, you know, is there a certain amount of you know I get to knock down three hundred three pointers a day, or you know, hundred uh, at school? Me and Oren, we we try to we try to make five hundred a day. You know that that's that's five hundred yeah. threes. Correct, five hundred. So, so two fifty each, or no, no, no. Oh, four hundred for him, a hundred for you. Yeah, exactly. No, um, 500 each. Um, and we'll, we'll get on each other. We'll hit, you know, 250 or we'll hit a hundred, let's say in the morning after practice and we'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll go eat breakfast and then we'll go to class and he he'll be texting me, Hey, when's your next free, free period. And then we'll go out and we'll hit another hundred or, or two. Um, and then well, how, we'll, how does that work? Do you, when, when he says, when's your next free period, do you just say to your professor or your rabbi say, no, 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 no. <laughs> I got, they're calling within the scheduling within the schedule. Oh, okay. we, don't miss classes. we don't miss classes, <laughs> but then we'll get on each other. And if, if we don't, you know, it's, if, if one of us goes, you know, we're tired, I'm tired. You know, he'll, if I say I'm tired, he'll be like, no, you're not. You're, you're getting in the gym, you know, and he's, that's just the type of kid he is. And then we'll, we'll get on each other. He says, you know, I'm not really down. I say, dude, you're, you're shooting, you know, and we just get on each other like that. So it's, it's really important. I think it's really important to have a, a workout buddy and a workout partner. That's, that's going pushing to, you. Is this, does this become a job for you at some point? Like, is it, is this still purely fun? Um, it's both, you know, it's, it's always been fun and it's, but I, I, I want to do it as a profession. So I guess it's a job and it's a job that I have fun in. Um, best kind of job you can have. Exactly. I mean, I love it. You know, I've ever since I was, you know, young, I've, I've always wanted, I've always gone and played pickup at the local park and I've, I've always had, you know, people around me who, who want to play and, and having that and just going out and playing gets you better. You know, you can, I think, I think at the end of the day with, if you just, if you just play basketball every day, you're going to get better. And that was kind of my thought process going into it, you know, and I would just show up to every park and play against the best players as I, as I possibly could. And, and that's how I got better. Yeah. Right. So let me, let me ask a question. You, you, you get the ball. You're, you know, let's say for some reason, why is actually in a close game? You know, I know most of the games are double digits and you guys are just, you know, blowing everyone out. But it's, it's the first minute of the first quarter. Yeah. No, but this is, this is tie tie game. You're down by one. The, the, the play is to go to, to, to Ryan. I'm not coach Simons. I'm, I'm, I'm smart, not that smart, but I'm getting the ball to you. And that's going to, you know, I'm going to let you make the decision. But the decision is right now, you can't pass it off. 
What's your go-to move? Where do you, where do you, where's your sweet spot on the court? You don't need a three-pointer. You're uh, you're down by one. Where, where's your spot that like, you know, how Kobe had, I'm going right. to that elbow. I'm, I'm going to take that shot. What's, what's the Ryan Terrell down by one with ball in his hand. That mid-range pull up Jay. Um, either way, I, 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 um, I, that's my favorite shot. It's been my favorite shot since I was a sixth grader in high school, sixth grader in elementary school. And it's been my go-to shot ever since. Um, it, we see it, that a lot. That's that foul line jumper that you take. So correct. it's elevate and hit correct. that. Yeah. I, I, I pick a spot. Um, I pick a spot where I want to get, I get to the spot and I rise up and I, and I shoot it. Um, that's my favorite shot. That's my go-to shot. Uh, so you're not, not even, so you're, you're confident level, confidence level so high. You're like, you don't need to get to the, to the rack. You're, you're like, your sweet spot is get that 15 foot, 20 foot jumper. And, and that's where you feel that your, your best, best knock is going to come from. So, yeah, I mean, I I've coaching in the past, like I've heard so many coaches like, Oh, get to the rack, get to the rack. But if you think about it, like all of the, 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 the game winners, it feels like our pull-up J's. Right. And some, if well, you watch, if you watch the, the UCLA game against Gonzaga, or I don't know, it was on Yonta. If I watched it after, it was uh, we Tebowed it. You know, Juzang, you know, he could have he he ran it, he ran into the guy, and the guy took a charge, you know, because there was so much help side. You know, if he takes a pull-up J, he he doesn't he he can make that shot. You know, so so going through him, I think feel like is dangerous. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to get a shot off, you know, so and I and I'm comfortable with that shot. Yeah, right. Not only so, that, Ari, you know, it's funny. I had a, I had a hockey game last night. It, it, it's a true story. And, it's, um, it's hysterical, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, we play with a bunch Ryan of – Ryan, Jewish my hockey, just so you know. He, no, he's no, not this a, is real, this is real hockey. We got professionals just like Ryan on our team, okay? It's knee hockey in your basement. Yeah, go no, ahead. this is a true story. No, seriously, our team is made up of half old guys like me and older. And then of the older guys, it's their kids. And those kids are the players, right? Like – these are these are twenty year olds playing uh, playing at Stony Brook playing like legit legit ice hockey players. Love so it. when you're playing, the one thing you notice is when those guys have the puck, you could do anything you want to them, and no penalty will get called. You could hook, you could slash, you could trip. Doesn't matter. Like the expectation is, no, those guys are great. Everybody can see it. They're playing against old guys, so you could do whatever you want. And in the NBA, you're not getting a foul call if you go to the basket on the last play of the game. You will right. get mauled. You will get attacked. You know, they'll pull your shorts down. It doesn't matter. So going to the rack in a, in a tight spot is, you know, it's a, it's a tough world down there because. Yeah, absolutely. With, with seven footers and, and shot blockers at their caliber. And also the refs don't want to call it. They don't want to call that deciding. Right. They don't want the game to be decided on the court. Yeah, how many times do you see a foul call at the end of the game and the guy gets to stand on the line by himself and take two shots? Like, to, never. I, I mean, once once every 5,000, you know, 5,000 right. games. It's never it's a championship game, but uh, let's not talk about that. I think, I think we, we hear the West Coast bias. We put a we clip know that. of that in, uh, in last week's show, I believe. Right. Uh, I believe we had that. What, what's yeah. what's the, um, the one aspect of your game that besides strength and, can, you know, getting physically stronger – that uh, you're looking to improve on in the off season or, or something that you've always felt like you could get better at? Um, you can never be a good enough shooter. Uh, that's, that's obvious. You know, you, you see a guy like Steph Curry putting up so many shots and he's the best shooter we've ever seen. Uh, so you can never be a good enough shooter, but uh, something I want to improve on is definitely my ball handling. Uh, I want to be able to, you know, you know, be a point guard and, and, and that's my, my, position i guess if, if i would go pro you know so i want to uh be able to to handle the ball a little bit better 
and uh, work on that. And, you know, being able to go both ways um, at, at a high level, uh, right. you know, it, and being just as comfortable going one way as I am the other way. You know, I, I did a podcast uh, three days ago with another Hooper. His name is Ben Simmons. You may have heard of him. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's six foot ten playing point guard. We were we were joking around because he had had, I don't know, he had like nine or ten rebounds or something like that the game before. And somebody's like, yeah, you just don't see that out of a point guard. And I go, yeah, you also don't see six ten out of your point guard. Does that, you know, and it's and it, the funny part is like the the big guy that you could remember if you think back, the only guy who was ever that was Magic. Magic. Magic yeah. was Magic was six ten playing point, and like that's never that's really never been replicated. Right. And with guys now who are bigger, stronger, faster, you know, shooting the ball from the logo half the time. Um, where do you where do you see yourself kind of because you're at sort of like a, an interesting height and weight. You know, right. you're not you're not three inches taller and 30 pounds heavier, but you're, you're not six, three, six, four, you're six, seven. Right. You know, where do you kind of see yourself going in the next, you know, at YU and then, and then professionally, whether that be in Europe or, or beyond, like, where do you see yourself kind of fitting in position wise? Uh, position wise is combo guard. You know, if they need me to be, uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of guy who, who will do like anything you need. Uh, if you need, if you need a guy who can shoot the ball and knock down shots, I'll be that guy. If you need a guy to set picks, uh, I'll be that guy. If you need a guy to, you know, dish it to, to whoever, I'll be that guy. You know, at the end of the day, these guys just need, you know, teams, you know, everywhere just need roles filled, you know, and, and whatever my role is, whatever they want me to do, I'll be, I'll, I'll fill that role and I'll do that. Um, so I, what I think. That's actually kind of what coach, I'm sorry to interrupt you Ryan, but that's kind of what coach Steinmetz told us. He said, we, we talked about you, you know, when we interviewed him, he said, Ryan is the most selfless player you can imagine. He goes, he is the superstar, but the easiest guy to coach. You know, he said that, you know, you want to have someone who locks down their other player's best player in defense, Ryan's going to do it. You need, you need, you need that pass. You know, I think there was even that game where, uh, when, when Gabe Leifer hit a, a three pointer with one of your close games where yeah. you, you saw the double team come to you, you got Gabe wide open in the corner and you pass it off. I mean, that's like you said, you, like you're really willing to do whatever it takes to get the win, which is, the ultimate goal and you know to hear that from a superstar that's you know that's a, a teaching moment for kids out there to know that you know you don't have to score the most points to, to make the biggest impact on the game 100 percent, and and if you 100 percent, and and to the kids watching if you watch Jalen Suggs play you know he is the most valuable player on the court he's going to be a top five pick you know and he's going to make a lot of money doing what he does he didn't lead the team and he wasn't leading the team in scoring. He, he wasn't, you know, you know, he had Timmy and, and Kispert, you know, balling out and he was, you know, what he did was he, he would guard the other team's best player and, and, you know, dish those guys the ball when they needed the ball. And, you know, that's why he's such a special kid and such a special talent. Right. You know, it's was, interesting. LeBron who's about your height and uh, not the same weight bit, though, a little bit bigger, a little bit uh, tiny, whatever, yeah. but, you know, if you remember, Ari, when he first came in the league, uh, obviously he was a, a physical specimen and he could dunk and all that, but he took a lot of heat because there was knock on him. Oh, LeBron just wants, you know, he's afraid to take the final shot. He just wants to pass it. And I think that was a terrible misca miscategorization of the player that he was. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years and nobody says that anymore. The understanding is, no, this is this guy could play the one, two, three, four or five. And he's going to dish the ball because that's how he makes his team better. Right. You know, Finding and that's the guy, you know, he's the, he is the positionless player. Um, right. The quintessential positionless player. 
Right. Did, right. did you actually, did Ryan, did you ever get frustrated, you know, playing? Cause obviously through, especially in the, in the high school level and in middle school level level, did you ever feel frustrated playing with, with uh, teammates who weren't, you know, near your level? No, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, you just I didn't be, give them the rock. Right. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta trust your teammates. Um, you got at the end of the day, no, nobody can win by themselves. And I, and I knew that, and a lot, all my teammates were, you know, my best friends and, you know, they were my boys. So uh, I wouldn't get frustrated. I'd, 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 I'd appreciate, you know, everything they did. And I, I know personally that I wouldn't be where I'm at or where I was, you know, if it wasn't for that, you know? So, and that at the end of the day, they're going to battle with you. They're going to war with you and you, you gotta, you know, have that trust with them. Right. Who, who, was, who was your guy growing up? Was it Kobe? Cause you're an LA guy. Yeah. Kobe. Kobe was my guy. Yeah. Why, why number 11? So number 11 is actually my, my, my father's number. Um, and, you know, I wore it to honor him and it's become my favorite number as well. He, he wore it throughout high school and college. So. Right. Well, who, who would you say you can't answer your dad? Um, the, the biggest coaching influence in, in your career, and it could be present coach, you know, past, whatever. Can't say your dad. We're going to assume your dad was number one. I've had so many, you know, I've had so many, you know, coach, coach Kaplan, uh, he coaches, uh, the youth program that I, I played with growing up and then coach Sandy Hines, he was my shooting coach, at, you know, at a younger level. And, you know, um, Lior Schwartzberg, uh, coach Lior, he, uh, coaches at Valley Torah. He's, he's, he means so the world to me and he's, he's an amazing coach, you know, Alex Lou, he was the assistant coach there. Uh, and then Steinmetz has been amazing. So I, I, I've been, lucky. By the way, I think he's hit every coach he's had since he's been in. Yeah. Well, no, done. all I listen, and, and I'm not where I'm at today. If it wasn't for my coaches and it wasn't for the people around me. So, and I, and I understand that and those, those coaches need the props that they deserve. Um, and you know, those, they, they, I'm where I'm at because of them. And I'm grateful. They're a part of my life. Right. If you, if you, once you, you know, God willing, graduate while you or take your talents, you know, to the next level, if you don't win uh, an NCAA championship is, is that a, a letdown for you? Like, do you feel you came into why you thinking I need to get one out of, out of these four or five years, however many years, you know, you're eligible or is it, you know what, I did everything I can. And, you know, you know, you can only do so much. Right. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you got to leave it all on the floor no matter what. Uh, you got to leave it all on the floor and, and, you know, try your best. And if, if you don't succeed, you don't succeed. But at the end, if, if you can control, you know, you can, you can't control everything. You can't control the refs. You can't control how many times you touch the ball. You can't control, you know, the other players on the court, but what you could do is you can control your effort. And uh, you know, if you, I know it sounds cliche, but if, if, you know, you leave it all on the floor and you, you say, listen, I put in, all that I could have put in and I, and I, and I left it all on the floor, then, you know, and we don't win. That's, that's just the way it is. Um, obviously we, that's not the goal in mind. Uh, we we want to win that national championship and I'm, and I do feel like we have the right pieces to do so. So, you know, that's, that's the ultimate goal. But if, if we don't get there, um, you know, and we, and we leave it all on the floor, I'll, I'll be satisfied with that. Right. So, so it sounds like, I mean, 
your, your head is on right. Your hair is on right. I mean, we've seen the, the close hair of your hair. Right. You came back one season, and all of a sudden you had this uh, bouffant of hair, which is what, – What's next? What's my next haircut? Right. Right. I don't know. We'll see next season. When, uh, that what, picture, what that picture right behind you, just let it go. Oh, right there? Yeah. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Right. But, no, this is um, – I mean, your story is, is amazing. And, and I think, you know, to, to just recap, I think the thing that, that really comes out of this whole thing is that you're, you get to where you are. It's not an accident. I mean, you, you put in the hard work and you're, you're humble and motivated all at once. And I guess, you know, for everyone who's listening out there, I mean, you're, you're a great role model. I mean, you should continue, you know, until you're 120 to, to play in the NBA or to whatever dreams you have. But, you know, this is something that, you know, kids can really hold on to. And, and, you know, as we had Tamir Goodman, I mean, you, you, he was, you are now something that something tangible for, for the kids out there, the, the Jewish kids to, to see that, you know, chase your dreams. And, you know, this is something that you never know what's going to be. So we, first of all, thank you so much for, for coming on. I don't know, Jay, if you have any other questions, but I mean, I think that you, you really just touched on so many things and we're, we're, uh, we're happy to, to be able to have you on this uh, podcast. And I don't know if you have any shout outs or anything you want to say in closing, but uh, you know, the floor is yours. No, I just uh, thank you guys so much for having me and uh, I appreciate you. And, uh, and uh, I'm a big fan of your show, so I'm excited to watch this, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've watched every episode, so I, I think you guys are doing a great job. And, and thank I, I appreciate it. I, I think there's a lot of things that you can learn as a kid watching this show. So, um, yeah, keep going. And, Ari, and, we just need to clip that little piece out. That's the new commercial. That's it. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll just have Ryan's voice going. And, you know, that's, uh, that's all we need. No, but thank you, Ryan, for your kind words. But uh, we're just... We're happy to have, you know, this platform isn't happening without people with stories like yourself and the others before you. So uh, you. keep doing what you're doing and don't forget the little people like us when you, uh, you know, need to bring people to the green room, you know, we'll, 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 we'll take, check our schedule. We'll probably be available. All right. So, we can do a live episode from the green room. We can do. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I appreciate you. Whatever, guys. whatever it takes. So yes. Thank you. And I uh, keep training hard and we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the court. Uh, come, come next season. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys. Enjoy. Good. Thanks. Ari. Oh my God. Does this kid have his head on his shoulders or what? He's got his hair on his, well, he's got his hair on his shoulders. First of all, that's I true. Mean, that what is, would you give, what would you give for that head of hair? A lot. Would you give, would you give all your muscles back? Ooh. Yeah. Because I'd have his muscle. Well, do his muscles come with it? He's up to oh, 220. I mean, it's just the hair. This is like a, like oh. a, uh, what's that movie? Little Mermaid. It's one of like you either get like the voice. I don't know. We're gonna start the, talking the about legs. your favorite movies or something. I I don't I don't remember the particulars, but I know it has something oh. to do with the voice and I don't legs know, but and fins. He, I mean, he is, and it's it's like what we said, and we said it we said it to his face. I mean, what Elliot Coach Diamond told us. I said he said he's the easiest guy to coach. He is just. I mean, it's as if YU gives PR classes and he aced that subject because you know you know it's funny. I mean, everyone we've talked to from that program from from you know, coach Steinmetz on down is, is the same way. And I, listen, I'm sure they do have conversations about it. You know, why you is, is on, and we've talked about this representing the Jewish people on many levels, but uh, so I'm sure they have conversations, but to your point, it's not, like, I don't think they have formal PR classes and yet every person in that program just gets it. And I think, I think that's part of the deal. I don't think that, that, you know, the it's, players it's, it's a good family behind there. you. They, they all come from a good family system. You can tell, right. I mean, you know, you're as, not, get, as, you're as, not um, getting re recruited to play there. You know, they they don't have the bad boy on the team. You know, right? I mean, as Ryan as Ryan said, I mean, his parents were so influential in his, in his upbringing and pushing him and you know letting him him live out his dreams. And, and and what I took out of that is that 
being a superstar is not easy. It doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? He's working. He's, he's trying to like, you know, trying to gain weight, which is a foreign concept for Jews. Most people don't need to try to gain weight. Oh, we usually just do. Yeah. You just, you know, a couple of chillings, a couple of Right. Exactly. Gone. He, he's doing everything he can to put himself in the best position possible to, to chase his dream. And you I know, mean, it's funny. And, and you hear like, Oh, Orthodox kid, NBA, stop it, stop it. Get out of here. But then, but then you talk to him and you re- like, you, you see how hard he's working and it's, you know, you say, why not? Listen, Ari, how many guys have you heard? Go, oh, if I was three inches taller, I would have been a superstar. Cause I had a great jump. Like, no, it's, it's not. Uh, listen, just being six, seven help uh, in the game of basketball. Yeah, it does. Right. That, but, that uh, you can't, you can't teach that. That that's something. Correct. Get. Correct. That's, that's uh, what they call an intangible. Um, correct. But what is very tangible, you know, the guy has two coaches. He's working up. I mean, Dash and Daryl. Everyone we talk to, everyone, Tamir also. Tamir said he used to go to the park and play for ten hours a day. There, there are no accidents at that level. By, by the way, Jay, just some funny. Uh, Tamir used to sit at the park begging to get in a game. Now Ryan has an app that tells like, you where the best pickup game play. is. Please come play. With right, us, right, please. right. It, it's kind of you know from the the Jewish Jordan to uh, the 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 future uh, possible. Right. It's just and by the way, I realized that I mean, as we were talking to him, and I was when I when I made that point about LeBron, I, that's that is sort of kind of what I think of with him in terms of just his ability to really, you know, he's kind of at that perfect height where he could play. I don't know that he's a he's not a center, but like LeBron's not really center either. Right. But one through four, and just be able to kind of do in a modern know, NBA game, six seven is like the ideal height. Right. And you know, it, it's when you said to him, "What's the one thing you want to get better at?" He said, "Ball handling," because that. You could do that. You know, you could ball handle like Steph Curry and then the rest of the game that he has, you know, Steph Curry's not six, seven. Right. Uh, so, you know, you take that skill and add it to the repertoire that this guy has. And, you know, really, uh, there, there's no ceiling. I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, everyone is rooting for him. I mean, just from hearing from, from a, from a kid like that and a young man, really, I mean, to hearing the dedication to hone his craft to really, you know, there, there's no, there, there's, he is so grounded with uh with the ability with 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 the aspirations he's has has which is just amazing but you know what i mean we're all rooting for him and and you know yeah, he's big talk, fans of us talk to somebody like that there's no reason i mean there's absolutely no reason not to i mean why would you not root for somebody uh who's just i mean carrying himself the right nice way guy. yeah no and that's you know that's that's something special and uh you know he he's gonna he's like he said. I mean, he it's about the pathway. He wants others to look up to him and to say, you know what? Why not? I mean, that and that's kind of been the theme in a lot of our uh, you know interviews, even with the Halper brothers. Like you know, simple as like playing professionally in Israel. You know, living his dream. I mean, you know, yeah, his and the brothers... funny and the funny part is with with Ryan. I mean, that's sort of like that's that's the fallback plan at this point would be to go to right. Israel and play there. I mean, yeah, I mean that and that's his dream. And you know what? Sometimes you can dream and dream bigger because you know it, it's it's. You never know what's going to be, but yeah, that was just a, a great interview. We wish him so much success, and uh, you know, he even said he likes our show, which is great. And that's by the way, when I reached out to him, I'm sorry, when I had our PR agency reach out to right, him, the agent to the agents right, with the- to uh, to ask if he graciously come on our show, he said he. I mean, I couldn't even finish the typing. He said yes with exclamation points. He goes, big fans, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, this is just Ari and Jay. I don't know who. He's like, no, you guys, I'm big fans. So, you know, he's people watching the show, which is which is the, the uh, what we're hoping to do. And you know, like we said, we're looking for great stories. We we brought you, uh, I think, six or seven guests already. And uh, if 
yeah, well, technically well, eight we're not including count, ourselves count, as guests. Well, eight right? if, if you, you count the, the three Halper brothers. So it's, oh, that's true. It's Very like good, eight. valid point. Yeah, yeah. So in, in our upcoming episodes, we are we have some really some top line Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, we have some big names we're looking into, some ex-NBA players who yep, are yep. working with Jews and Jews in uh, sports these days. So we have some big names. But we got to get Dash story, on here. I, we got to get Dash. Yeah, Dash. I mean, look, I want to get bigger. I mean, if Dash could help us, you know, make you taller. Oh, that was yeah. the highlight of the show think, when Ryan called you I think the only out. way to make me taller is a trip yeah. to Nordstrom and buy some platform shoes at this right, point. There you go. Hey, anything is achievable these days. Not affordable, so, but achievable. And, and, you know, the other the other way these episodes happen is uh, is with sponsors, Ari. And, you know, a Absolutely. huge thanks. Got to get a bagel. Made this episode possible. The last three episodes, in fact. Uh, a huge thank you to them. Uh, listen, you heard it at the top of the show. They got the, they got the bagels. They got the salads. They got the sushi. They cater. All right. Supposedly they're catering uh, Ari's mitzvahs or something. That's what I anniversaries or yeah, whatever. You know. Then uh, G- the Gary Mandel law firm of Gary Mandel. We didn't hit it at the top, but uh, listen, if uh, if you know anybody who's trying to sneak in the border, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, Gary does handle uh, immigration law and personal injury. So if you get injured, and just while, all around while, great guy. We love those muscles, it's Mandels. Yes, uh, and and Gary, a huge thank you to you. We know that you wanted to sponsor this episode specifically. You have a, a, a you know, a relationship with Ryan um, from from when, uh, you know, uh, he played with the muscles, with the muscles, with, with the muscles. I mean, listen, you know. Uh, so we're glad that we were able to make this happen. Uh, the Lions Den. It's uh, it's a place where you go to get eaten by lions. Uh, it's also a place where you know you come in, you work out, you play some ball, you get better at your work game. on your self esteem for kids looking for for a resource to uh, just you know improve improve their overall athletic ability and just and feel they got better prizes. about themselves. They got prizes at the end. Prizes. Of the it's all prizes. about the prizes. We like free things. Prizes Absol- are good. Absolutely. And let's not and, forget. Uh, Ballers Basketball Academy, where Ryan Terrell began his career at the Ballers Basketball that is, Academy. That is factually incorrect. Yeah, factually not true. Not but true. Uh, he, he is a big endorser of the Ballers Basketball Academy. Maybe, by also, the way. Also not true. By the way, I'm gonna we're going to look into bringing Ryan into uh, Ooh, uh, a non-paid appearance, of course, amateur. Bring him into uh, the camp if he's around, August 23rd through 26th. You heard it here first. Yeah. Ari, that's smart. Way to take advantage of him while he can't take your money. Good. Exactly. <laughs> wait, wait exactly. <laughs> It'll be the IOU, you know? And then like, oh, wait, you changed your phone number? I can't find you anymore? Yeah. No, but Ballers Basketball Academy, end of the summer, August 23rd, 26th. Uh, it's going to be a day camp of great, great basketball league, skills, drills. Um, check us out. Call us. And uh, So it's only four days? Up. It's only four days? Four days, yeah. All right. Four days. You don't believe four in Fridays? Days? No, nah, Friday, we got to get ready for Shabbos, you know? In the summer, Shabbos has come upon pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, those 8 o'clock Shabbos is really creep up on you. <laughs> they, they sneak up you on you. You can't even stay true. awake that long. What are right? you it's true. No, oh, but this, this Ari, is... Ari, this was... I don't even want to hang up. This was such a pleasure. I know, today. seriously. Call me after You know what show. it is? Let's I mean, talk. listen, we haven't had an episode in two weeks. These poor people are are, are dying for content. But um, glad that we're back. Holidays are over. Besides the YouTube channel, Spotify, Yeshiva League Pass on Instagram. Yeah, listen, if us. you're watching us on YouTube right now, look at the first line in the description. It has links to all the podcast platforms. If you'd rather listen to us in your car. I understand Ari's hard to look at for an hour. I get it. <laughs> Believe me, people, I sympathize. So The glare on sub- the forehead gets a little much. Listen, I subscribe, understand. audio only. We're everywhere. If you're listening to us on audio, watch the videos on YouTube. You know, wherever you're getting it, you can get it uh, more. That's uh, that's really all I had to say. Number seven in the books. Oh, that's four. That's seven. Yeah. 
That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Peace. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the show. And we're done. Nice. How long do you think? It's